Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Gina Farrar, reinvention coach, creator and host of Feminine Roadmap podcast and leader of this amazing global community of women. If you are approaching midlife or are already in the thick of it, welcome home. Please grab a cup of something wonderful and join me for some real talk, practical strategies, and a big dose of sisterhood. I am so glad you're here. Hello, Feminine Roadmappers. It is Gina here. Welcome back to Feminine Roadmap, the podcast that helps you navigate the challenges and the changes of midlife and to live a more vibrant second half. Today, my guest is Gail Gensler. She's a 60-year young fitness enthusiast who wants to inspire and motivate others to get the pro-aging mindset out there. She would like to inspire younger generation to not fear the years and for her peers to not take their health for granted. So we are going to have a really inspirational conversation today. Gail, thank you so much for saying yes to me. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be talking to you and all the people who are in your circle. My pleasure. So um, I have to tell people, so you reached out to me actually on Instagram and we connected and realized that this would be a great conversation for my tribe. It gives you another opportunity to share your mission and message. So why don't you tell us what is your mission and message? I did find you on Instagram actually, which, which I'm just going to say as a side note is one of the most beautiful things about being on Instagram is to find and connect with people who have the same positive mindset as you do. It's just so inspiring and it's so joyful for me. It's like probably one of the favorite things about Instagram, I would say that there is for me. So About two years ago, I was starting to notice that the advertisements on television, when they were targeting people in my age range, so I was 58 at the time, were portraying and depicting people in midlife into very specific categories. 
Either we were diseased and we needed medication or we were happily retired and living in a 55 plus community, lovely though it looked, and playing a nice round of golf or taking a walk. And I looked at that and I said, that's great. The second one, not the first one, but neither one of those apply to me. Where am I and why am I not represented? Where are the people who are still in beast mode, boxing like I do and doing crazy hit classes and very vibrant, super active, super enthusiastic, adding value to their companies and really out there and just enjoying life so much. And I didn't see anybody. And then of course, because I'm, I'm an avid shopper. And so looking at fitness clothing, I started to really analyze the models that they were using. And again, not relatable. They were 20 somethings that were 10 feet tall. They were mutants, like most models, you know, 10 feet tall and like a, like a pencil. And I said, that's not me either. If that's supposed to be inspiring me to purchase this outfit, I don't see it. It's not working. So where am I? At the time, I was a founding member of a boxing gym in my area. And I talked to the owner and I said, his name is Fernando, CKO Miami. And I said, you know, I look around and I'm very accustomed to being the elder stateswoman at gyms and different fitness events because we have lots of those in Miami. I'm used to it because I've been at this for a very long time. And I thought, but you know, why aren't there more people like me in the gym? It's such a great sport. There were a few others. It's fantastic total body workout. And as luck would have it, he loved the idea. He had a client who did video production and we made an awesome video. And he actually tracked the metrics on it. And so it was a, a, a traceable ROI. And people who were younger showed it to their parents and their parents said, oh, you mean I can go there too? As though it was, it was actually a question, you mean I can go there too? And all of a sudden I started to see a few more people, my contemporaries. So it did work, there were measurable metrics. And I thought, hmm, I think I'm onto something. So go back and it was the very beginning of the pandemic. And I started looking around right before for somebody to help me in my journey, a social media agent, which was not too easy to find somebody that I really vibed with. And as it turns out, I met the woman who's now been my agent since last year, March, 2020. Uh, I was at a, an event for the boxing gym I'm now a member of, and it was the perfect fit. And I initially thought I wanted to be an influencer. So for those who are not that familiar, um, influencers represent brands um, to obviously try and get the brand out there. And I thought, you know, this is actually a good time. 2020 pandemic, everything shut down. Influencers are out of a job. This is the perfect time for me to enter the space, get myself known because I was pretty much starting with very few, um, very little traction in the space. And I just kept plugging away and plugging away and plugging away. And as time went on, people started to notice me because again, how many 58, 59 year olds were there boxing every day. And one company uh, reached out to me and said, you know, we love your pictures and we'd love to send you some things and have you use them in your photo shoots. But do you write? Okay. I had never written a thing before in my life. And I said, 
course I write, of course I do. And there started my blogging career. And I got very, I was very fortunate at the beginning. I met somebody who had a very early platform for the pro-aging mindset. You notice I'm saying pro-aging as opposed to anti-aging, right? And she embraced me and made me a founding member. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And I got, you know, I got the experience of, of being on somebody's platform. And as I went on, I realized that being an influencer felt very disingenuous to me. If I'm going, and, and listen, I can sell anything. I've been selling my whole life. I can sell anything. But at this point, I really want to be authentic and transparent and really be behind a brand if I'm representing them. If I'm telling you that this is fabulous fitness wear, I wanna be genuine about it and not just do it because you gave me a product. And I changed my course of action a bit. And as luck would have it again, um, serendipity, right? Uh, influencers were sort of not really spoken about so much when you're at a certain level, which is a lower level in the universe of influencers. It was more being a brand ambassador. And I really liked that better. I thought this resonates with me more because I'm really representing the brand and aligning myself. And so in the course of this time, since March of 2020, fast forward to today, I am published globally with my blogs. I have a handful of brands that I represent and they use me as their model. They use me as their spokesperson. Uh, they use me on their websites. We do live shows together. I entered into your universe of being a guest on podcasts, which I love. And um and now I've, I've gone on to do events production. I've already produced my first event. The second one's coming up, having to do with my two loves, fitness and passion. And that's where I'm at. But I've really gone a little bit deeper. And in really looking at marketing, I really felt it was important to have my voice heard, let my voice join with the other very strong voices out there who want to combat what we're supposed to look like, what we're, we're pigeonholed into this look of what you're supposed to be when you're in midlife. And that's hogwash. That's ridiculous. I'm just getting started. There's so many fun things to do and so many new challenges. And, you know, listen, my daughter is, in fact, she just got engaged a few days ago. So she is adulting on a grand scale. She and her fiance have a home. She's a teacher. She's pursuing a master's degree. So she's great. And at this point, it's just about me and the community that has embraced me as I have embraced them. And it's a global community. It's so much fun to meet people from across the globe who send me messages and say, my faraway friend, you are so inspiring. I love it. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how the world, the way it is, it does give us an opportunity as women and men of a certain age is how they used to say it, right? Of a certain <laughs> age that we can actually, you know, they started kind of saying, oh, the, the 50s, the new 40. Remember that whole like the yes. pushing things back. But I really like the idea of pro-aging because it's less about the number and more about the life you're getting out of your days and really pursuing things that you love, right? 100%. 
Absolutely. And again, you know, obviously, as as the generations have gone on and people are taking better care of themselves, not all, but many taking better care of themselves, we can avail ourselves to new resources that weren't available before. When I look at pictures of my grandparents in their 40s, they look like people today in their 80s. Right. So it's been a big paradigm shift, all for the positive, in my opinion. We're living longer we want to add value for more time. And I'm not saying this is great. If you can retire and you can be fulfilled, that's fantastic. Um, it's not for me. It's, I still have so much more to give and so many more challenges to embrace and to accept. And I, I'm lucky. I still love my job. I've been there for 22 years, my full-time job. I've been in the automotive industry for 35. And I still love what I do. So why would I give that up? For what reason? And to take on new challenges, why not? You know, I, I mean, whoever knows me knows that I am very forward thinking. And it's always about why not? Why wouldn't I give it a try? What is the worst that's going to happen? I'm not super successful at it. Okay, I, I, I can take that. That's fine. I'm not going to be super successful at everything. But if I can impact some lives at this point, um, I'll give you an example. So I went to an event yesterday, a brand that I'm an ambassador for, and they have these events all over in the United States. I'm part of a, a beautiful team of women. And of course, I'm the oldest person there. And I was in beast mode, just crushing it. And those younger women looked at me and they were like, this is amazing. Look at her go. You can be 60 and still be in beast mode, crushing it or be doing something, right? I'm very extreme. You don't have to be extreme. And my, my feeling is as long as you can find something to keep you moving, go back into your youth and say, what did I love to do when I was young? Because we all did sports when we were young. We all did, whether it's because you were in school and you had no choice, but most people found something that they at least liked. So when I looked at what I loved, I was on the tennis team. I was on the volleyball team. I was a, I was a champ tetherball player every year in sleepaway camp. I was always hitting something, using upper body strength. Well, aha, uh -huh. no kidding. I love to box. That makes sense, right? I was on the kicking team. That's why I love kickboxing. It, it all makes sense. So go back. If you loved one thing, what does that translate to in today's environment? Perhaps it's Zumba or perhaps it's spinning. Uh, what, whatever it is, there are so many modalities to choose from today. And gyms are inclusive for everyone. You know, it used to be oh, the gym. You know, that's a place where men go to lift weights and that's it. You know, if you go back to the early days. But that's long gone, long gone. And so it's, it's very inclusive. But, you know, talking about inclusivity, I know we, we touched on that when we were conversing privately a little bit earlier. Um, as I delved more into this, I, it just blows me away that in this age of inclusivity, particularly body positivity, so inclusive today, um, when you look at skin color, much more inclusive than it was, some backgrounds more inclusive than it ever was. Uh, so there are strides being made in a lot of different areas, 
but not when it comes to age. So institutional ageism still exists and I'm going to be that woman that's gonna break down that barrier because that drives me crazy. And there's no reason for it. Again, I, I, why, why am I not the one representing the great brands out there so that somebody like you looks at me and says, okay, she's relatable. She's an everyday woman, she's not perfect, but she's rocking those leggings. She's rocking those sneakers or that or whatever it is, that outfit. That's that's one of my massive goals for this entire endeavor. And I think one of the things that crosses my mind as you're talking about pro-ageism is there is a movement I've noticed like toward gray hair. Like I've seen a lot of women on Instagram. They're really embracing the changing of the color of their hair. So they are the silver hair sisters. Yes. Yes. So there is, there's a movement, but I'm, what I'm finding is this pro-ageism that we're going for, this inclusivity, we have to be the ones to lead that pack. And one of the things I'd like to say about the way we look is we also still need to break free from what we should, in quotation marks, look like. Because we still, our generation is very much brought up by the culture of, you know, do you look good in your Chemin de Fers, your Givenchy jeans? Remember your um, nothing comes between me and my Calvins. Like every, we are models, our role models are all very slim and tall, like you said. Yes. And that's still in our mind that we need to look 20 or that we need to look thin or we need to look a certain way. And I think the conversation I'd like to have is, how can you be your best self, feeling your best self and no longer comparing yourself to what 60 looks like? Oh, you look good for your age, right? That whole conversation. When somebody says that, I stop them in their tracks and I say, stop, appreciate the compliment, but would you be so kind to leave off the end and just say, you look really good, put a period on it. That's where it should end. But we are conditioned that way, right? We all were. We grew up with beautiful, you know, the, the Farrah Fawcett's of the world and the Brooke Shields of the world, right? So, yes, we're obviously influenced by that. And it does take a very strong sense of inner fortitude to change the lens that you're looking at it from. But for me, it's whatever makes you feel fabulous. If you wish to be a silver-haired sister, that's great. And if you want to look, you know, X, Y, and Z, that's great because it's about you. It's about your journey. I always say, do you, be you, for you, because as far as I know, we get one life. Live it on your terms. Live it through your lens. As long as you're never hurting anybody, obviously, you know, you're marching through life with kindness and, and trying very hard not to be judgmental, which is another thing we're all conditioned to do. And, and that's hard to break through, but also to be less critical of ourselves. And that's a lesson I learned in midlife because one of the articles that I wrote was about this when I was younger I wasn't skinny. I've never been skinny. If my friends were a junior size five, I was a seven. If they were a seven, I was a nine, right? I was never that skinny, tiny little girl. It's just not how I'm built. 
And I've embraced my athletic body. I'm grateful for what my athletic body does for me. And I'm at a point in my midlife where I say, I love the way I look. I'm always working on myself, but it isn't for anybody else other than for me, because I really don't care what anybody else thinks. And I think that's where the freedom comes from. The, the ability to say, I'm doing it for me, not doing it for anybody else. I'm not comparing myself with 20s or 30s or 40s. Come on, now we all know our body changes, right? We have laxity of skin to deal with and, and gravity and so on and so forth. I don't, we all know what that is, right? Everybody knows what that is, man and woman, we both know. Um, but I, 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 who cares, right? I know what I want to look like what makes me happy. And so I think it's about the lens we're looking at it from and not to be judgmental because somebody else doesn't want to look a particular way. My question is, are you healthy? Are you happy? Can you look in the mirror and be proud of who you are and what you have accomplished? And a part of that is aesthetic, which for me it is because I've always been a little vain, right? I'll admit it. Um, so part of it's aesthetic, but that's not it. You know, what have I, what else have I accomplished besides that? And if I can look on all those levels, the intellectual level, the emotional level, the, you know, the visual and, and put it all together and say, I'm pretty happy with the package. That's the goal. And you need to be happy with your package because yours is not mine. We're unique, you know, and, and, and you should never, but, but again, you know, in your twenties, you're always comparing yourself to somebody. We can't help it. That's just how we're conditioned. You're right. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing, though, to see so many women in social media stepping up and being more bold about their age, more proud of who they are. I remember having an experience once. I was trying to remember where I was. I was out somewhere and there was a woman. She was probably in her late 60s. I'm not the greatest judge of age, but she was definitely older than the way she dressed, if you want to put it that way. And she okay. was wearing like, she had humongous hair and tight satin pants and like five inch heels. I kid you not. She walked like a champ in those five inch heels. And I watched people just harshly judge her. And so I decided, I think we were in a restaurant. I decided to tell her that I thought that she looked fabulous because I thought, you know what? She feels so good. And she's dressed to the nines. She's taken the time to do her hair and her makeup. And she clearly cared about how she looked. And she was 100% authentic in how she looked. And I just remember her looking at me and just being the look of gratitude in her eyes because I affirmed her beauty as it was instead of judging. Like I could just see the temptation to judge someone who's so different at that age, right? They're so, so different. And I think... We can change that conversation is my point, Gail. We can look for those women and compliment them and encourage them. If like I had a customer way, way back, I was in my thirties and she was probably in her eighties. She always wore a dark teal smoky eye. She had a very specific look and I just loved her because she was, she took the time to make that look happen. And I used to tell her how much I loved how, how she looked and it, you could just see it just made her her glow because we are looking at people through 
it, they're reflecting something back at us, right? If we don't feel good about ourselves, it's hard for us to acknowledge another person. So I think as we get older, it's helpful if we start that conversation and say, like you said, hey, you look great. I love that dress on you. I think that lipstick is beautiful or whatever, because that helps us create that sisterhood. Yes, it does. And and part of my journey on Instagram, right, because I have fitness as one part and then fashion as another part. And there's loads of women whose style is on the opposite end of the spectrum than mine. And the younger me wouldn't be able to embrace that and applaud that. And, and, and now I look at it and I say, that is not me, but you are rocking it. And you look stunning in that. And I applaud you because everybody is being authentically themselves and it makes them happy. And at the end, that is all that matters. If you're happy with how you look and how you present yourself to the universe, that's great. And it does it, but it takes, it takes work. You have to work on yourself to be able to applaud things that are out of your wheelhouse and not what you're accustomed to or not your style. And it, that's a big leap. And, and I have to say, it took me a long time to actually be able to do that. And I work at that every single day. So that is a great conversation to have. And at the end of it all, fundamentally, if we're all trying to deliver the same pro-aging mindset message, what does it matter? And I, I just wrote another article about the power of female collaboration. Our voices singing from the same song sheet together brings the message out there so loud so that hopefully brands can wake up to the purchasing power of midlife women who are in front of them as opposed to pandering to younger generations so that they can rope them in and have them as a quote unquote loyal client later, which is ridiculous because there is no loyalty, right? A brand that's fabulous today is not so fabulous in six months. They get knocked off their pedestal. So it's silly, right? You capitalize on what's in front of you, but if whether you are, you know, this type or that type and you dress this way or that way, as long as we sing from the same song sheet and deliver the same message together, that's what counts. And so to learn to embrace differences in each other, wouldn't the world be a more beautiful place if everybody could just do that? That's a lot to ask for. That's like asking for world peace, but you know, at least, <laughs> but at least in, in the midlife space, right? Yeah. I think it's easier to wrap my arms around that and to speak to everybody and say, I, I, I speak to you midlife men and women, Let's all let's all raise our voices together so that we can accomplish this goal and change it. If we're not going to see it in our generation, which I'm working hard at doing that, but at least for future generations. So my daughter is going to be 25 next month. So at least when she is 60, it looks a whole lot different through the lens that she's looking at it from. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I think we have to think a little bit like you said, forward thinking, we are creating a movement. So there's a goal at the end that the trajectory will begin to turn. Correct. And generally, if you've ever read anything about paradigm shifts, which I'm always fascinated with, generally I talk about it in a business 
uh, sense, but generally the movement starts on the fringes. It starts on the outside of a particular industry. And then it's so loud and it shifts everything back to zero. And I think about that all the time. There's a, there's a great guy, if you have a minute, his name is Joel Barker. He's a futurist. He's been around for a really long time, but he's spoken about paradigm shifts for a very long time. And that really influenced my way of thinking, I would say, probably I came across some 15 years ago, something like that. And it's just so applicable with this because we are on the outside, right? Because we've always been pushed to the outside, midlife women. And, and look how many midlife women are starting all over again at this time in their life, whether it's a career change or, you know, they find themselves single suddenly, the children, if they had or have moved on and are adulting all by themselves. And all of a sudden you find yourself in a different position as opposed to saying, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I'm here to tell you, embrace it and let me motivate you and inspire you to go renew yourself and find your health and, and go do things that you enjoy and add some value back to the universe. Mm, yes. And I think you nailed it on the head. You like we're, it, this is an individual conversation that's being amplified. Do you remember that commercial for shampoo and they told two friends and they told two I love I think about that all the time. I cannot believe you just referenced that. That <laughs> graphic is in my head constantly. That was such an early like a precursor of everything that's happening right now. It's exactly right. I love that you knew that. Oh, I love that. That's great. And so on and so on. So but, on and so on. <laughs> but it's so true that it, it's a mindset shift that we do have the opportunity and the choice not to buy into the narrative about midlife unless we want to, like defining it for ourselves. We're at that point where we're no longer needing, I think, approval like we did in our 20s and 30s. We're no longer caring as much about what other people think as we did when we were younger. And so this is that next iteration of, I don't really care if you think midlife women shouldn't wear white or they shouldn't wear red lipstick or they shouldn't wear high heel, you know, like whatever the story is, who cares? We need to be more human and less age, if that makes sense. One hundred percent. And I always say, do not ever let society dictate what you should be wearing, the type of activities that you enjoy, and certainly the type of workouts that you're doing. So I'm I personify the age is just a number trite, though, that is I personify and embody that I live it every single day, because as I as I said earlier, I just don't care. I really don't care what anybody thinks. This is my life. And I know from the feedback that I get and the engagement and interaction I get from so many women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s across the globe, I know I'm on the right track. And it's all so positive and so fulfilling. And if anybody ever knew me, they would know that I, I'm always going to end it with and it's a lot of fun. And I love to have fun. That's really paramount for me. It's super critical that I have fun. And that's something that I look around and I see so many women in my age range don't have fun anymore. And that breaks my heart because 
you know, why lose that? Why lose that sense of fun? Especially when you are in a situation where it is all about you and you can go out and explore and find things that are interesting and stimulating and challenging and again, fun. Mm. It's interesting. Life has a way of almost, it goes along, it's happening. We're fulfilling roles. We're doing things. And I do think sometimes people lose their sense of self along the way. So I think the gift in midlife is it's an opportunity. Like you said, the kids are, if you've had kids, most of them are kind of off doing their adulting and you've had time to build a career, build a business, do whatever. And it's kind of like a pause to say, okay, I'm at this midway point. What, what is it that I want to do? Who is it that I want to be? And really take some time to step out of those roles that are changing anyway and reinvent yourself. How exciting. How very exciting is that? That's, and that, that's it right there, right? It's just such a great opportunity to explore every piece of who you can become, who you, who, right, who you can become, because it's a constant evolution. And I certainly learned a lot of lessons in midlife. I became acutely more self-aware, uh, uh, acutely less judgmental, as we discussed earlier. And again, just challenged myself to do things that I didn't know I had these inherent competencies for. And I just said, why not? You know, let me try it. And again, if I fail, I fail. So what? Who cares? Just keep going. And so it is. It's, it's a time for reinvention and a constant evolution. And that's the excitement. And there's so many people, if you look through history, who've done the most impactful work that they've done or the most incredible contributions have come after the age of 50 or 60 or even 70. Yes. I don't have a yeah. list in front of me, but I think of Grandma Moses. I think of Colonel Sanders. There are so many people that have done, if you will, their greatest work on earth way after they've done a lot of other great and wonderful things. See, that they were onto this early. <laughs> They, they figured this out a long time ago. It took us a little longer to, to wake up and, and understand all of this. But I think it is an awakening. And I think more people like you and I are, are having this grand awakening of our consciousness to say there is so much more. And it is like Frank Sinatra used to sing, right up until 105. You know, I mean, only 50 was his halfway point. And I think that's a great way to look at it. And I... Every day, I mean, I wake up and I'm like, yay, what else can I do? Who else can I talk to? What else can I learn today? What else can I challenge myself to? Can I be better in the gym? Can I have another different and unique experience? I think that we've lost the habit in some ways of challenging ourselves. We've gotten a little bit used to the rhythm of life. And so that's, this is that chance of reinvention and going, who did I used to be and what energy did I used to have? And what are the things that bring me joy? Right. You know, right. You, you talked about, you know, are you healthy? Are you happy? You know, do you feel good? Do you like where you're at? And what would it take one thing? What one thing could you do to just shift that a tiny bit? 
Right. I mean, I know I'm a bit of a unicorn, right? Because I never fell into a traditional role. Um, my story is a little bit of a different story, but, I, you know, I never really followed any traditional roles, much to my parents, they should rest in peace, much to their chagrin. Um, I was, oh, none of us, my, I have two brothers and they were products of Woodstock and I was a product of the punk rock era. So, you know, none of us were traditional when we were younger and I never embraced a traditional role even when I got married and then got divorced and, and had my daughter and raised my daughter I was never traditional it's just not in my DNA to be that way I'm not sure where that comes from but certainly not from my parents they were super traditional um, but I, I've never been that way and that's been another challenge of mine to look at women who did fall exactly as you're explaining into very traditional roles of being a wife and raising children and, and doing those things. So it took me a moment. I had to step back and say, wow, what must that feel like? Because I can't empathize, right? It's not something I've been through myself. So I have to think about that and say, how, wow, there are women right now who are 60 that do have to reinvent themselves because everything they knew before has dissipated for one reason or another, whatever that reason may be. So that's why I would say I'm not here to sell you uh, anything in particular, although I am a brand ambassador for, and model and spokesperson for several brands uh, that I love and are very near and dear to my heart. But I'm here to sell you inspiration and motivation, and I'm happy to lend my ear and my voice and talk to whoever wants to talk to me. And if I can give you a different perspective and perhaps have you see life through a little bit of a different lens, because my lens is going to be very different, um, I'm happy to share my time with you. I can give you my time and just what's on my mind, not that it's going to be a perfect fit for you. It's just another unique perspective. And you can see all of that. It's on my website, gailgensler.com. Um, and again, not here to sell anything in particular. I'm not a personal trainer anymore. Uh, once upon a time, I owned a boxing gym. I don't do that. I'm just a happy participant now. Um, but I'm just here to provide lots of lots of inspiration and motivation. And I think that that perhaps that's a good way to get somebody to look at their life a little bit differently if they're struggling with that. So I have a question for you about pro aging. You mentioned it before we hit record. Let's talk a little bit about that term and what, why pro aging versus anti-aging. <laughs> So anti at its very essence, right, is a negative term to begin with. And I guess if you figured it out by now, I'm a very positive, optimistic person. So that, that doesn't resonate with me anyway. But anti-aging, right, I'm, I'm grateful that I've aged. I feel very blessed that I've aged because the alternative is not something I'm really quite ready to do yet. Right? I don't know what the universe has in store for me, but given a choice, I'd rather be here than not. So I'm grateful to have been given the privilege to age. So anti-aging is illogical to me. That doesn't make sense to me. To struggle to look like a 20-year-old is like the hamster on the wheel, right? You're going to go around and around and around and around, and that's not very healthy for anybody on an emotional level. 
So the, the opposite of that is to say pro-aging and all the things that you and I have just discussed fall into that category. Yes, I'm going to age. Yes, there are things about the changes in my body that I don't love very much. There's laxity of skin at lovely elbows and knees. Not pretty, you know, maybe other people don't care. I care. It's not very pretty. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm a huge fan of Botox and fillers and different things. That's my deal. It doesn't have to be your deal. That's fine. I'm not doing it to a 20. I'm doing it because I like the way I look better at 60 with those things helping me along. Just a personal preference to each their own. But pro-aging is just so positive at, at its fundamental level. It, it's for aging. And I'm for aging. I'm just for aging in a healthful manner. And again, you know, mine is multi-pronged, right? Because I, I work out six days a week. I take a lot of supplements. I have a tremendous skincare regime, thanks to clientele, beauty, and skincare, who I'm a model and ambassador for. Their products are amazing. Um, but I mean, I've always taken good care of my skin, and I'm fortunate to have had good skin to begin with. Um, I try different protocols when it comes to nutrition. I've been for about the last four or five months on a keto slash intermittent fasting protocol, which I'm really enjoying. I, I got the changes I wanted to see and it's very livable and it's, it's easy for me. It's not a big deal. I'm not really a foodie, uh, but I'm always trying different workouts and, and trying different supplements and, and different things that come along. So all of that to me, lets me age in a healthful manner, barring anything. And again, we're not talking about if somebody is predisposed to not being well, or, you know, they have truly something wrong with them, you know, whether whatever condition that might be. I'm talking about somebody like me who, thank goodness, I have no underlying health conditions other than being eternally sore from working out like a maniac all the time. Um, so, you know, I mean, these are just the things I do to age in a healthful way, in a pro-aging way. So I'm not looking to go against aging. I just want to age to the best of my ability because I have a very long-lived family. My grandparents were 97 and 94 when they passed. And my parents who recently passed in the last few years were 92 and 90. So God willing, I'm going to live a very long life. None of my uh, relatives, my grandparents, nor my parents were ever a burden um, until the end. Very healthy until the end. They had some issues, but nothing that was a burden, right? I don't ever want to be a burden to my daughter. I want to continue to be the mom that she knows, the very active gal that she knows and that she's very proud of as long as I possibly can. Why would I want to place that burden on her? So, you know, it's, it's it, again, it's coming from a lot of different ways, but if I can put all the odds in my favor to age in a healthful manner, why on earth wouldn't I? It's just that that's logic to me. You know, it's funny is you talk about you're only 60. If your family lives into their 90s, that's another 30 plus years of living <laughs> to be done. Like there's think if you look back 30 years, like just look back at what did I do in the last 30 years at with less responsibility to other people at 60? How much more could you possibly do in the next 30 years? It's really exciting. 
And that is exactly the essence of a pro-aging mindset. So there we go. We circled back and you just wrapped it up so beautifully. That is exactly it. What else can I do? And the answer is anything I put my mind to, anything I want. So as we wrap up our time together, if you could choose three things you want people to remember from today or three key mindsets that are impactful for them from your heart, what would those three things be? Embrace a pro-aging mindset. Don't ever let society dictate how you should look, what you enjoy, and the type of workouts that you want to do. Always be challenging yourself to find out what you're capable of doing next. I love that. Always be challenging yourself to find out what you're capable of next. I think we, I, I think we underestimate ourselves, don't you? Many people do. Many people do. Um, you know, again, I think that that comes from, A, it could just be the way that you're wired, but I think it also comes from your background. I had the most wonderful parents who instilled the most tremendous sense of self-confidence in me. Um, at, but for worthy, for worthy accomplishments, not because I took the plate from the dinner table over to the sink, right? That wasn't a worthy accomplishment. But for, you know, scholastic accomplishments and, and, and other things of that nature. Um, but they, they instilled in me a huge sense of self-confidence and I can do anything attitude and why not just do it? Even though they themselves could not by virtue of the generation that they grew up in, they could not, but they had the vision to instill in their children an attitude of you go out there and you go do you. Mm, what a gift. What a gift. So yes. Gail, how can people find you and connect with you? I am on Instagram at Gail Gensler. That's G-A-I-L-G-E-N-S-L-E-R, all one word. I have my website, gailgensler.com. I am on Facebook, Gail Gensler, two separate words. I'm on LinkedIn, Gail Gensler. And I'm on TikTok. I got dragged into that nonsense, Gail Gensler. I don't love it. So I don't, I don't post as frequently there as I do on Instagram, but I'm there a little bit. But really, Instagram is where I really, I enjoy that platform the most. And of course, my website uh, is where you'll find me. And, and I, I have to credit, I have the most incredible team behind me, which I have collected through the, the year. Um, I have my social media team, Stellar Media Agency. I now have a publicity agent, Bumbles and Company. I have an editor who helps me. I have a producer friend who is a four-time Emmy winner. So, you know, again, like attract like, right? So you're positive, you're a good person. I give a lot back to the brands that I represent. And it's, it's I'm not looking, you know, to be, you know, I'm not there with a handout. I know that when you do the right thing and you put that positive energy out into the universe, it all comes back to you. And it's living proof because it all has. I've had, I've had such tremendous help along the way. And even just meeting somebody like you, who, you know, we, we, we had no idea that we were going to have such an incredible conversation, but, but you knew, you knew somewhere inside of you that 
we we connected for a reason, right? There's a word in Yiddish, it's called beshert, and beshert means it was meant to be. And, you know, it, this always happens for a reason. We're, we're, we're not here because there isn't a bigger plan. We're here to raise our voices together. Mm, yes. Well, Gail, I want to thank you so much for bringing such passion and energy and for living your message, for having that integrity and for reaching out to me and, and sharing this message with my tribe. I really appreciate the time that you spent with me today. As I appreciate your time too. You're wonderful. And it was an absolute pleasure conversing with you. Wonderful. Friends, today I've been speaking with Gail Gensler. And if you head on over to www.feminineroadmap.com forward slash episode 238, I will have hyperlinks to Gail. And friends, while you're there, please leave your name and email address and join my email list. I send out periodic encouraging emails. To keep this short and sweet today, friends, we have the power to change the story. Each one of us can change the way we feel about aging. We can become pro-aging. We can be pro-agers. We can encourage others to be pro-agers. And we can lift our voices together, as Gail said, and we can begin to turn the tide so the generations behind us, as she says, don't fear the years. We can be healthy, vibrant, impactful, productive people for the rest of our lives. Let's get out there. Let's get after it and be the best version of ourselves. Thank you so much for being with us today. We look forward to sharing more with you in the weeks to come. Take care, my friends. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.